Hello and welcome to MINIP. I'm your host, Blake, and I'm joined by Clinton. How are you, Clinton, after the international break for FPL? I'm going well, thank you, Blake. The international breaks are yeah, they're interesting. You obviously miss it for a long time, but I think after the score that I got last game week, it's pain. It's, it's pain for two weeks, and now I can finally, hopefully, get over this hump and get some... Get a respectable score back back on the scoreboard, and I can forget about it because it's been two long weeks. Yes, definitely, it's uh, it would be a long two weeks if you performed badly in the last game week. It's yeah, it's been interesting uh, not having soccer for a couple of weeks, but it's good we're back for our FBL game week eight preview show. So it's uh, yeah, good to have you all joining us, whether you're listening today. So whether you're on Apple or Spotify podcasts or whether you're tuning in on the YouTube with our improved graphics, people are starting to click on that. We've got our improved graphics, Clinton. So um, yeah, wherever you're joining us today or listening, um, hope you enjoy the show. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe so we can continually improve the show and make the experience even better for you. So let's get stuck into our show this evening. We're currently recording on Friday night prior to our Saturday uh, kickoff. So all the ownership stats and prices as are as of Friday night. So game week seven, last game week, uh, Man United defeated Everton. Oh, no, sorry, it was a draw. Man United won all versus Everton. That's a good start reading through the fixtures. Burnley was a draw versus uh, Norwich. Chelsea 3-1 Southampton, Leeds 1-0 to Watford, Wolves 2-1 Newcastle, Brighton draw versus Arsenal, 0-all. Crystal Palace 2-all draw Leicester, Spurs 2-1 Aston Villa, West Ham 1-2 Brentford and Liverpool 2-all Man City. Well done, Blake. I'm not, I'm, not sure why you're I'm not sure why you're laughing so hard, but uh, you know, it was well, well read out. Yeah, uh, it seems like a long time ago, those fixtures. Um, I'll let you explain why you're laughing so hard. Go ahead. So, you uh, you called me out about probably three game weeks ago about my pronunciation of verse, verse, verses, and I just can't get it out of my head to say it correctly. I, I or, try to tell you, just avoid it. Avoid saying verse. And so I, I, I tried to avoid it just then. And I said it for half and tried to avoid it for the other half. And it caused me to pause and stop while I was reading out the, the whole fixture. So that was really, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you, we're still 31, 31 game weeks to get it better. Flight. It's all good. Yeah, maybe, maybe next week. So, yeah, some some good good results there. Uh, Chelsea. It feels, it feels like a long time ago, Blake. So it does. Even looking at those results, I think it was a long time ago. And the thing that does stick out in my mind was the Liverpool and Man City game. Um, I was expecting, for my team anyway, I was hoping for it to be low scoring and uh, especially Man City to keep a clean sheet. And I needed Mo Salah to have a quiet game. And that did not happen at all, and yeah, that was one big reason why my game week was ruined. Yeah, there's some low scoring games there. There's 
Chelsea the high scoring game of the game week with three goals. It's a shame they couldn't pass to Lukaku for the whole game. He was out in the open many times and they it's like they didn't like him against Southampton because they just didn't pass him the ball, but they still managed to get three goals. So that was the biggest goal scoring game of the game week. And uh, being so long ago, we won't uh, touch on it for too long there, Clinton, but uh, I was the only one to get any of the predictions correct. I had the zero all draw of Brighton and Arsenal. So well done. So, yeah, some good predicting there by me. I anticipated it was going to be a very defensive game, and it was. So maybe next, maybe this week, Clinton, you can uh, pick one right for us. Some uh, top scorers. Some top scorers of game week seven. The top scorers, Lorente, 15 points. Huang, 13. Salah, 13. Chalabar, 11. Azpilicueta, 10. Uh, have any of those, Clinton? I did not. Uh, 61% of the competition have Salah, and uh, I'll touch on my team shortly, but I don't have him. And Azpilicueta was one that I was waiting up to bring in, and I didn't. I brought in Ken Salah instead, and, of course, that was a 10-point difference right there. Yeah, you are, you've been very unlucky with your bringing in and out of Cancelo, but hopefully we'll, that'll turn around for you shortly. Uh, Huang start, Huang's starting to make his way into a fair few teams as well now. He's up to 4.7% ownership, but I expect that to keep going up the way he's been um, showing up for the Wolves lately and some lesser-owned uh, players there in Chalabar in 2.2% of teams. Lonche in 0.3 is the top scorer of the round and price at 4.5. Did you see his performance at all there, Clinton? No, I missed that game. Missed the Leeds game. The low scores from game week seven. So, like always, these are our uh, highly owned players who blanked for the game week. So Antonio, two, Ronaldo, one, Ben Rama, two, Lukaku, two, and Diaz, zero. Antonio Antonio's in 45% of teams. So the second most owned player in the game um, to score two points. I have three of those um, in my team, Antonio, Ben Rama, and Lukaku. Um, they're all highly owned players. Ronaldo's in 45% of teams, but I... Haven't owned him yet, but hopefully at some stage he'll make his way into my team. Ben Rama in 36%, as well as Lukaku. And Diaz uh, is the sixth most owned player in the game, 28%. He scored zero points um, after conceding goals and picking up a card. So how many of those did you own, Clinton? Well, of course I've all five, um, which is great news. And I even think looking at those team selected that you've got there, I think that's probably decreased since the game. So even Ronaldo might have been closer to 50% yeah. at the top at the time. And um, even Lukaku as well as might have been closer to 40%. So yes, um, there was some letdowns. And if you had Salah, Aspilagueta, I think they were the two that were the big difference makers uh, for teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, I was surprised at Diaz's ownership, but that potentially might have gone up um, with a good upcoming fixture because these ownerships were as of tonight. They weren't at the end of the game week. So maybe that explains that a little bit um, and not everyone had that. Um, my game week seven score was 44 points, um, which saw me decrease in the rankings at about 100,000, so not too bad. Um, but overall, not a bad score. Sanchez in goal scored six. Semedo, two, who I brought in for this game week. Rudiger, two. White, two. I mean, sorry, White scored seven as my key defensive asset there. Benrama, two. Dallas, three. Saar, one. Salah, as we've already mentioned, got me 13 points. Lukaku was my captain, who scored four. As I've already mentioned again, he... Didn't receive the ball. St. Maximum, two. Antonio, two. And across my bench, Backman didn't play. Havertz didn't play. Ailing didn't play. And Livramento picked up four points, who continues to score points on my bench throughout the season. Um, so whenever I bench him, he manages to still score, um, as I'm sure a lot of managers probably have done the same. Like I mentioned already, yeah, I was uh, pretty happy with my team. White picking up seven points. Sanchez in goal is six. Other than that, there's actually not too many big scores, but um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my team because I've seen yours, Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you look at the average score was 38, and um, so there was, I've seen quite a few scores around the 50 mark, but at the end of the day, Sala was the main one to have, and then there's a couple other players that scored reasonably well. So if you could have a combination of those players, yeah, you scored pretty well for the game weekend. It's one of those ones that uh, as long as you sort of stay with the pack, um, it's not too bad. Whereas someone like me, it's uh, a dagger in the heart because, yeah, I lost rank by quite a margin. All right, Clinton, we'll uh, talk about your team now. We'll keep it pretty brief for you if you like, but uh, talk through your team for us. Well, I scored 19 points, Blake, which is a hard achievement to try and do. I got Ray in goal for two. I had the Man City defenders in Cancelo and Diaz scored me zero. Shaw scored two, Rüdiger two, Ben Rama two, Gallagher two, Greenwood one. I'd also had Lukaku captain for four points. Antonio two and Ronaldo was one. Uh, on the bench, Steele's my backup. Uh, Sissoko two, Livermento also for four and Jota was on my bench, scored me two. So, I, as I said, I had two free transfers going into that game week. Um, the first transfer I wanted to bring in Rudiger, which was for me a no-brainer. Obviously disappointing they lost the clean sheet, but it is what it is. Um, and the other transfer I chose to bring, as I said, I chose to bring in Cancelo, uh, which was a regret because ultimately I was waiting to see if Shaw was fit. If Shaw wasn't going to be fit, I was going to bring in Azpilicueta. And I, for whatever reason, I decided to bring in Cancelo um, first and then I sort of stuck. I didn't want to take a minus four after Shaw was fit. So that's the way it panned out. And, uh, and obviously very disappointing score, but it's just one of those game weeks that I'm, it's, it's hard to try and forget because it, the game week... Uh, international break goes for two weeks and it's just uh, it's a long time to try to forget about it. But 
hopefully this game week, uh, I'll decide uh, on a transfer or two and let's hope I can turn things around. Hopefully this can be my low point of the season because I have gone the last three game weeks. After game week four, I was 290K. And in, this, in that space of the last three game weeks, I've dropped 1.3, a bit over 1.3 million, which is, as I said, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. So I'm hoping this is my low point and I can slowly peg my way back. Yeah, it's been an interesting turnaround from your team, Clinton. Um, <laughs> it's, you've uh, already used your wild card. If if I had scored 19 points and I hadn't used my wild card, I'd be pretty, I'd be uh, hitting that pretty quickly over that international break, which I've seen a few managers have done that across the social media platform. So I uh, couldn't help but uh, laugh a little bit there when I saw Livermento <laughs> on your bench, um, who if you. If he was on your field, he would have been your highest scorer. And, and, and double of what any other player scored. <laughs> well, um, what right. do you think about it? It's the, the half, the, the game week average, to score half that is it's a hard thing to do. And it's an yeah. accomplishment. You I couldn't do it like if it. you tried, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think I'll do this is one in the memory book to uh, mark down. And as I said, it was game week seven. It's a long way to go. So that's my low point. You'd hope it's your low point. <laughs> if you score 19, less than 19, you're in trouble. Uh, in our league from game week seven, Scott's still on top. Dem's moved up into second place now. Well done, Dem. You've been performing well over the last couple of game weeks. You're on uh, 472 points total. So well done with that. You see he's dropped down to third. Paul's still hanging in there in fourth um, with a big score of 63. Brent's still in the top five, um, currently sitting in fifth. And our top scorer for the round was Jim's Jack Jumpers. Um, and that is James who scored 71 points. The interesting thing about this team, Clinton, is I personally know James and he, he copied my starting team from our game week one show and he's only made about two or three transfers throughout the whole season and he's pulled out this massive score of 71 so players like Vardy St Maximum who I've had since the start he uh he's, he's owned those players the whole way through and he's scored massive this round so well done James you copying me has uh paid off for you this time but you've uh you've Beaten my score by about 25 points. So well done, James. 71 is a lot more than 19. <laughs> Maybe you should have copied my game week one team, Clinton. <laughs> you uh, would have had Next a good. Slide, Blake. Yeah. Let's move on to this week. Uh, so yeah. with. So with a, we kick off our transfers in with a player that you talked me out of at the start of the season. So that was Townsend is the most transferred in player with 356,000 managed just over transferring him in. Cancelo is the second most, Huang, Salah and Vardy. Cancelo, I'm potentially looking, getting him into my team as well. This game week, 351,000, Huang, 251,000, Salah for the managers that, don't own him, 226,000, and Vardy, 175,000. He's uh, been performing very well in front of goals, Vardy, and each each week he's just putting putting in the goals. So, yeah, you uh, 
So you already own Kinsella there, Clinton. Are you considering any of those other players, Townsend or Huang or Seller? Uh, well, Seller is a pretty handy player. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I should be tempted to bring him in. Uh, Vardy, yeah, I've already got more expensive forwards and yeah, I'll stick with Ronaldo and Lukaku for now. And yeah, Townsend, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because Everton have a few cheaper options like like himself, but um, it's one of those ones that uh, depends on which avenue you want to go down and which Everton player. Because I think Gray has been quite popular and Decore is obviously scoring well as well. But um, uh, yeah, Wang is a cheap forward. So there's, there's lots of different options. I understand why people are bringing them in, but I'm not looking at those players, no. Yeah, from the start of the season, Townsend might not have been considered as much just because of a Charleston and uh, Calvert-Lewin who are not playing at the moment. So it's probably provided him with an avenue to score more points, um, taking um, shots around the field. So the total transferred out, um, the most transferred out player is Ronaldo. 282,000 managers transferred him out. So you've just talked about those big forwards there, Clinton. Ronaldo and Lukaku are the most transferred out players Lukaku being transferred out by 214,000. Trent Alexander-Arnold is the third most player transferred out. Um, he's still recovering from that injury, I believe. So 197,000 managers have transferred him out. And to round out the top five, Greenwood and Pogba, the Man United assets there, about approximately 180,000 each. So a lot of uh, Man United assets that are going out of people's teams there, Clinton. Do you think that's because of their form recently or because of fixtures coming up? Or why do, why do you think people are transferring out Man United players? Well, it's a bit of form, obviously. They uh, drew last uh, last game week, which was disappointing. And Ronaldo was benched, which was a big surprise. I think people are just reacting to that. Whereas I think they'll... Obviously, they're predicted to be one of the top teams this year. I think there's a fair bit of pressure on the manager now. So I do think Ronaldo is going uh, to... Now's the time for him to, to deliver. Um, so I think people just react to the fact he was benched. Lukaku, they've got great fixtures, Chelsea. And at the start of the season, everyone was wanting to bring him in at this stage. So it's surprising to see everyone's transferring him out. Um, obviously, just spreading funds around the teams. But they're, uh, in terms of men United, um, they're always conceding goals. And they're not in great format as we, as we speak. But... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing them find a better way to attack and get and feed Ronaldo the ball the ball more. So I'm definitely happy to keep both Ronaldo and Lukaku. Trent Alexander-Arnold, as you mentioned, he was injured. He didn't play in game week seven, but he's now been declared fit. So those 197,000 managers who have transferred him out will probably regret that because they play Watford and he's very likely to score. Um, and, yeah, Greenwood and Pogba, after a good start to the seasons, have dropped away and with dropped away with Man United's form. So, um, yeah, I think the other thing to mention about all those transfers, both in and out, is the uh, South American players who have only literally played in the last few hours and have very little time to fly across the world to play this game week. So there's, there's quite a few... Uh, really important players to teams that won't be playing. And I think Liverpool have a few, um, so Evan Man City. So 
there's a lot of those players to consider if they're in your team or not. Rafinha is one as well that's pretty well owned. Uh, unlikely to play due to the fact he literally played a couple of hours ago and has about 30 hours until he's meant to play for Leeds. So uh, that's something to be mindful of uh, for this game week if you have those South American players. Yeah, like you, I was very surprised people are transferring out Lukaku with the fixtures he's got coming up because they're still all lit up green. He's got a Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, and then Leicester um, over the next five. And so Chelsea have still got a great run of fixtures. So even though they didn't pass him the ball as he wanted at last game week, he uh, is still a quality player and I expect him to score a lot of goals over the upcoming fixtures. Uh, Leeds... Just, just sorry, Blake. I think that he actually had a couple of chances. He just uh, didn't quite go his way. And there was one yeah. goal that... Uh, Werner just took away from him. So I think the other thing was he was flagged. As soon as a player is flagged with an injury, people just think they need to sell them. So it's one of those ones I mentioned last international break that uh, sometimes they may have a slight injury throughout the international break and then they come back and play. And I think that's a classic case. And Rudiger is another example. And Jota is another one that's flagged. But I do think I expect them all to play. So people do get scared of the fact that they're flagged with injuries and they sell them straight away. So uh, that's something to be mindful of as well. Yeah, a couple of furfies there for you, Clinton. The Leeds, Leeds have some pretty good fixtures over the next five game weeks as well. Uh, so you, they've got Southampton away this week and then Wolves at home, Norwich, and to round out, they've got Leicester and then Tottenham. Um Tottenham will be a tough game for them, the form they've been in. Wow. And uh, some other teams with some good upcoming fixtures. Um, Arsenal still got pretty handy next four. Wolves are still looking good over the next four game weeks. So I'll be surprised if managers aren't looking, if they're not looking at uh, assets from those teams. Some teams with some tougher runs. Watford still have a tough run for managers that are considering players for Watford. Every game's looking difficult for Tottenham at the moment. They're struggling, but hopefully they can return to form soon and Harry Kane can start getting some goals. And Man United do have some um, tougher fixtures over the next four game weeks, but they are a quality side and it'll be interesting to see how they do go over the next four game weeks. As you already mentioned, there is some pressure on the manager, but there are they do have some quality all across the pitch there. Um, who... Who do you like with some upcoming fixtures, Clinton? Well, I think we discussed pre-recording the colours are maybe a little bit skew with, but uh, I like Man City's next three. Um, so their defensive assets, uh, I've already got Diaz and Kinto. I'm really happy to have them both in, so I believe they should keep clean sheets the next three game weeks. Um, but in saying that, I don't think Edison will be playing this game week. So uh, Chelsea, obviously... Man City, uh, everyone's been trying to get those players in. Um, Liverpool uh, have a great fixture this week versus Watford, but then they run into a, a few tougher opponents. So uh, it all depends on what part of the uh, of your team you're trying to um, make better because I think everyone's trying to maybe bring in more expensive de- defensive options and Chelsea and Man City are, are the main two uh, teams for that, and then it's about juggling the rest of your team with funds. And I know people are still, there's a lot of people on wildcard as well. So uh, 
even with the transfers, they have obviously haven't been calculated in, but I expect a lot of people to be selling Ronaldo, whereas he's someone I'm, as I said, backing in for the next few game weeks to hopefully turn it on and hopefully punish those people who've been selling him. So uh, the other the other one is Arsenal, and they're, they're looking okay. And uh, I know Ramsdale is being brought in by a lot in, on wildcard as well as their goalkeeper. So there's a few teams there with good fixtures and. Um, yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm still looking at uh, trying to decide which third Chelsea player to bring in. Yeah, sorry about that. There's a few colours uh, wrong there. If you are looking at it on YouTube, uh, Burnley should definitely be green for Man City. Um, it's important to note as well the next international break is after game week 11. Um, so if you're like me and looking to use your first wild card after game week 11, it's important to consider the next four upcoming game weeks. And so I'll be looking at Ch- Chelsea, Leeds, Arsenal, Wolves, and hopefully targeting those fixtures and um, get in some points just before the next wild card. Um, and then let's... Uh, Get into our watch list, Clinton, um, so that my watch list will include some of those players. So you, we're both looking at the same keepers still. They're both still just sitting there on our watch list. Uh, McCarthy, I'm actually considering um, strongly as a backup for Sanchez because he he has the good fixtures for when Sanchez doesn't. But the Brighton defence are holding up quite well. You've still just got Mendy and Edison there, Clinton. Yeah, um, I'm happy with Raya, the Brentford goalie. I'm just if I do make a transfer, it'll be uh, unlikely, but I'd probably pay up for an expensive one. So it all depends on um, how Raya goes next few game weeks. But I can't see myself changing that. And as you've already mentioned, you're uh, still looking at an extra Chelsea player. So Aspilicueta there, is it Reese James you're looking at in defence and Chilwell? Yeah, I've just got. The three of them there because I'm pretty happy with my other spots in my defense. Uh, Trent is on my watch list, but I'm pretty much going to bring him straight back in. I, I traded him out there last game week, I think. So um, I'll be getting him back in probably this week. Um, and then, yeah, if I do make another change, it'll be perhaps one of the Chelsea defenders. And that's why I've got those three there, along with Cash, who I still don't mind for Aston Villa. Yeah, I've got one spot on my defense, which I'm looking to upgrade. So I'm potentially considering um, moving my Chelsea assets around to get Chilwell. But uh, Alexander Arnold's definitely another option for me. But I currently don't own any Man City players. So Diaz and Cancelo are on my watch list. Um, and Duffy is the cheaper option in defenses on my watch list. Go across the midfield now. We uh, have a few in common there. Again, I'm looking at Man City assets. So Foden's on my watch list. He's been performing quite well um, since he's returned. Son, once Tottenham turn around their form, he'll be under consideration for me. And Arsenal have good fixtures. So Saka's been playing quite well as well. So Arsenal, he's the man I want in my team if I am going to go pick a player from Arsenal with the good upcoming fixtures. You've got Mount Gray and I've uh, got a spelling error there, but Mambello, yeah. did you just notice that as well? Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. It's, it's actually a long way off. But I, uh, I've, I typed it in as you were telling me over the phone about your watch list, and then 
I forgot to change that. So, no, yeah. it's all good. It's, it's in Bomo. He plays for Brentford. He pretty much plays alongside Tony up front. Um, he's only 5.5, I still believe. He might be 5.6 now. But he plays up front for Brentford. Um, and they have some pretty good fixtures coming up. And he's actually quite a popular player that people have been bringing in on their wild cards. And uh, they have a tough fixture this week. But then after that, um, he's definitely someone I'm bringing in and potentially this way he, he might actually have to come in so I can afford Trent so he's the cheap midfielder I'm looking at um, the other names there Gray another cheap midfielder Mount is the player that I want to mention is because Chelsea uh, despite scoring three goals last game week they haven't been uh, I, I think uh, moving the ball that well and scoring with much potency this year. So I think that'll actually change. I think Mount's the play they've been missing a lot. So uh, a lot of people have doubled up Chelsea in, in their back line and, and uh, obviously Lukaku up front. So I potentially might get Mount in the midfield as a bit of a differential who I think will add a bit, add a bit more flair to the midfield and create more for Lukaku. So he's one I'm, I'm watching as well. Yeah, on my watch list, I've got Rafinha there. As I've already mentioned, Leeds have the good upcoming fixtures, but he won't be in my team because of the international travels that he's currently doing. De Bruyne, I want in my team at some stage, um, potentially after my wild card, I think, um, just because he's so expensive. And with Salah dominating, it's hard to afford him while having uh, expensive assets in my forward line as well. And speaking of expensive Assets in my forward line, Ronaldo is on my watch list. He will most likely come into my team when I wildcard. Vardy's been performing well, and Tony's also been playing very well, Clinton, and they're on your watch list. Yeah, I think, as I said, I've gone down this avenue of having an expensive forward line, and I'm very... Well, I was pleased at the time, but to have Lukaku, Ronaldo and uh, Antonio up front, that's, I, I called it the whole, holy trinity, but it's ultimately been my downfall because it, they've let me down. But I've, as I've said, I've laid my bed, I'm, I'm going to lay in it and uh, I'm going to continue to keep those three. And if I do change at all, it may be for a cheap um, player like, Wang or Tony, but uh, it's hopefully this week's the game week that all turns around for me. I wish you good luck with that, Clinton. <laughs> it's been it's been interesting to see your reactions during the show after your nineteen points uh, this weekend. I'll tr- I've given up uh, describing say verse or verses. So we've got Watford, Liverpool, Aston Villa, Wolves, Leicester, Man United, Man City, Burnley. Norwich, Brighton, Southampton, Leeds, Brentford, Chelsea, Everton, West Ham, Newcastle, Spurs, and Arsenal, Crystal Palace. We haven't gone too many predictions the same there, Clinton. Um, Again, there's a small typo there because I don't believe you would have picked Crystal Palace to defeat your Arsenal. No, I did say two goals to Arsenal. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I'm looking forward to watching some games. I'm hoping, obviously, for Man City to score well and hopefully can be clean sheets. Um, so there's certain players that I'm wanting a turnaround from. Um, there's some, uh, as I said, with a few players 
key players missing, especially the South American players, um, I think it's very relevant. So I think there's some injury news also. So, for example, with Man United, they're missing both Maguire and Verane. They're, they're two key um, centre-backs. Center so I think they're very vulnerable in their back line this game week. As I said, uh, Allison's missing for Liverpool. Um, uh, who else is missing there? So Edison's missing for uh, Man City. So there's a few teams that may be more vulnerable than normal. And even like, with Leeds, uh, they've already uh, been um, hemorrhaging down back. And now with Rafinha not playing and Bamford injured, um, it's a great fixture for um, Southampton to be playing against Leeds. So there's a few relevant um, games there. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, watching some soccer this weekend. You've got Man City to have a big win versus, versus uh, Burnley there, Clinton? Yeah, uh, I think, I'm not sure that the exact result, results, but I'm pretty sure it's been like 5-0 a, a, lot, a lot of times recently. So it's almost like people are expecting for it to be 5-0. So, um, yeah, and I think after the, that last game, which is Liverpool, I'm expecting Man City, the likes of Man City, to really start stamping their authority authority on the competition and Chelsea with their fixtures coming up. So I think we'll start seeing a bit of separation between those teams and the middle-ranked teams. And uh, it's all about uh, making sure we get them at the right time and uh, the players aren't resting too much for Champions League, etc. So uh, it's all interesting stuff. Yeah, I've got the Liverpool, Man City and Chelsea to all have big wins there being the stronger teams. My upcoming game week eight team for this weekend, I've got Sanchez and my keeper still, Liveramento, Semedo, Rudiger and White as my defenders. Um, pretty happy with the upcoming fixtures there. Uh, Liveramento's got leads at home, which is not a bad fixture. And as soon as I put him on the field, he's probably not going to score. But if I put him on the bench, he will score. So can't win with Livermento, but he's currently on the pitch this weekend for me. Semedo's got Aston Villa away. We've already mentioned Chelsea. So I've got Rudiger, Havertz, and Lukaku as my Chelsea assets. At the, I think I've just got to back Havertz in. Um, hope that he starts and performs well. Being that they were breaking down in their passing a bit, I'm hoping that they will bring him on um, and play that role. You've got Mount sort of coming on to play that role. I, I'm hoping they're going to do that with Havertz. So I'm going to back him in. At the moment, I'm still unsure of any transfers I'm going to make um, because all my players do have good fixtures. In my midfield, I've currently got Ben Rama, Havertz and Seller. Um, Seller is my captain versus Watford, as we've already mentioned. I think that's a good fixture for him and they should win convincingly. Lukaku, St. Maximin and, and Antonio as my forward. So St. Maximin, we've already talked about him in previous shows, the current run of form that he is on and being a home game against Tottenham, providing Wilson's not back, he should still be a, a main scoring target. I'm not sure about Wilson's availability at this stage, but um yeah, they've all got good fixtures, so potentially I might not make any trades, but I still want a Man City asset because um, they are they should have a good win against Burnley. So potentially I might go ailing to Cancelo, um, but then I'd 
I'm not sure who I'll bench. Probably Livramento, and then he'll score on my bench. So it's uh, yeah. Watford have got the tough fixtures. Sar uh, will be on the bench. Dallas, I can't really trust Leeds at the moment, even they do, even though they do, they do have a good run of fixtures. So at the moment, I'm going unchanged, Clinton. Just the one transfer, Blake. Or you got two. I've only got the one. So yeah, I think there's. I think. Obviously, happy with the team for this week. I think um, over time, I, I think I've said since the start, you've actually you always seem to have a bit of a wasted funds on the bench. So it's up to yeah. you how you how, when you play a transfer. Um, so the wild card, but I'm not sure down back, especially a lot of people have a pretty strong backline. And at the moment, I'm just looking at sort of Rudiger as a rock solid option. But besides that, obviously Arsenal looking a bit better, but your backline does look pretty vulnerable. Then, then you add that with Havertz and Ben Rahm as someone that people are starting to sell as well. So I think there's, um, whether, you know, you may well, you may very well score, score well again, but um, uh, I think there's maybe in a couple of weeks time, you'll start realising, I think, that the, the team may be in need of a wildcard soon. Yeah, as already <laughs> mentioned, it's a... Uh... For some reason, I've just had it set in my head that game week 11, um, or if I desperately need it beforehand, um, if there's a few injuries in one game week to key players, uh, it might be handy to have that wild card up my sleeve. But uh, game week after game week 11, it'll, it'll be at this stage. And your team, have you made any transfers yet, Clinton? Well, here I am sort of. Uh, poking fun at your team and yeah my team's coming off 19 points but um, <laughs> uh, at this stage as the team you see on screen is what I had last week so I haven't made any transfers as yet but um, I'll put, I'll put, I'll put on Jota instead of Greenwood um, Jota had one of those small injuries that I'm hoping he plays versus Watford so I'm, it's another game where I hope he gets the score and not Salah um, let me, let's talk about Salah. So I don't have him, right? <laughs> I decided not to yes, have him. I'm, a, I'm aware of that, yeah. And that's the big reason why I've gone uh, plummeting down in the ranks 1.3 million in the last three game weeks. But I could easily just um, bite the bullet and just bring him in for a minus four. But the way, I, the way I see it, I may as well continue for another, at least a couple of weeks because I think Ronaldo, as I said, I'm... I want to back, continue to back in. A lot of people are selling him, but he's the one that I'm just deciding that I'm going to stick with it. And sometimes when you come off a low score, the best thing to do is actually not do much at all and let it ride because it, your team may very well score better this game. So I'm, I'm looking at doing that, but the two spots I'm not happy about is short down back. As I said, Man United are very vulnerable probably more vulnerable this week than previous, which is, sums it up. Um, and Greenwood has been disappointing ever since I brought him on wildcard as well. So the two players I'm keen to bring in, as I said, I'm probably going to bring in Bomo for, from Brentford um, to replace Greenwood and that they'll free the funds. So I think upgrade Shaw to Trent Alexander-Arnold. So that's heading towards a team that, I'm, that I want. Um, Obviously, I've still got a pretty cheap midfield there, but I'm hoping... Um, so I've got pretty much got a premium back line and a premium forward line and the cheap mid. So 
one of one of these game weeks, Salah's going to blank, and my team will score well, and that's when I'm, I'm hoping to climb the ranks. And fingers crossed, it's this week because almost everyone will be uh, have the captaincy on Salah, which I understand. Um, but I've continued down this path for the last three game weeks, so I may as well let it ride for another game week. And I'm seeing, yeah, I'm happy with Man City statistics. Um, wise, an unbelievable down back. Obviously, they were a bit disappointing versus Liverpool, to, but that was the seller show. So, um, on paper, I'm pretty happy with my team, <laughs> despite scoring 19 points last week. But I am going to take a minus four, I think, this week to take it. Those couple of Man United players, and I'm hoping Trent can deliver because um, that's the reason why I'm taking minus four pretty much because um, Greenwood would have been on my bench. So, I need Trent to deliver for me so that is justified. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed. And you'll be keeping Raya there in goals versus Chelsea? Yeah, definitely. He's um, uh, it's not the greatest fixture, fixture for him this week. I'm expecting Chelsea to score. But then for about the six weeks after that, they have good fixtures, Brentford. And, yeah, he's been one of the highest scored, scoring uh, um, goalkeepers. So I've been pretty happy with him. Yeah, um, so I'll just quickly read through your team there for our listeners on our podcast, Clinton. So you've got Raya Diaz, you're looking to move Shaw on, but he's currently there. You've got Cancelo, Rudiger, Ben Rama, Gallagher, Jota, Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Antonio. So we've uh, got quite a contrasting team structure at the moment, Clinton. You've got the premium defenders and forwards, and I've got Salah and expensive midfielders. So... And as I, as I said, sorry, Blake, um, obviously everyone else is captain so, which is fine. Obviously, I've got the option to captain Lukaku or Ronaldo, but I've just got a feeling that everyone's selling Ronaldo and I'm just backing that in. Like I was actually tempted, <clears throat> I think early in the season, I was actually tempted to captain Ken Sowa and he laughed at me, he scoffed at me back then. But um, I actually think he scored well that game weekend. So of the three I'm weighing up, it's Cancelo, Lukaku or Ronaldo. But I've just got a weird feeling uh, Ronaldo's going to turn it on. So this is the game where I'm taking the punt on Ronaldo. All right. So uh, whoever's listening, Clinton's got a hunch. So uh, get on. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ronaldo, apparently. So yeah. hopefully we'll be uh, talking about that next next game week, Clinton, of the masterstroke of your hunch. So that'll be good. 100 plus points. At, I wish you all the best for that. Hopefully, we, even though we do have quite contrasting teams, hopefully we uh, both have good game weeks. And if you are listening or watching the show, check us check us out on our socials. So we've got TikTok and Instagram. We're also on Patreon. So our link to that is patreon.com forward slash minute fantasy sports community. This is the main way to support the show. So if you're interested in that in the different ways um, you can support the show check us out on there. there's some extra content and different tiers if you haven't haven't seen that before so different tiers of support which you can check us out on there have you got anything to add about the social media platforms there clinton no blake obviously you're the tiktok and the instagram expert so you've been posting stuff on there and um, i'll leave that in your safe hands and yeah um obviously you're doing the bulk of the work, so if there's people listening or watching, um, obviously, from a Patreon point of view, 
uh, if you like the content that we provide, um, yeah, we would appreciate a little bit of your support. Yeah, and another main way is just um, providing us with feedback as well on the, our Twitter handles or just leaving us a comment on the Patreon because we uh, that'll be the best way that we can provide the content that you want and we can improve the show going forward so that you can engage in the community as much as possible. So make sure you like and comment and subscribe to the show, however you're watching or listening to us today. So hope you've enjoyed our Game Week 8 preview of FPL and hopefully everyone has a good Game Week. Thank you, Clinton. Great work, Blake. Good luck. And I hope I score 100 plus points. I hope you do as well, mate. Have a good one. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Thank you.